Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics, and this is your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. Coming at you day three from Maine. I kind of like doing it outside, so we're going to do it outside again. Uh, going to dig into the winds of Yawanawa, this Rafik Anadol project, which has taken off. Also going to talk about new points parlor policy that we're seeing from D-Gods, Amachi Big Brother proposal around to buy a bunch of bored apes. Uh, we're using ApeCoin. Let's dive right in, starting off with a quick market overview Volumes were up a fair bit versus the day before. About 65% of the market share with Blur, a little bit lower than before, but clearly the lion's share of market share, at least in terms of volume, still with Blur. Large cap index down again, another 15 to 2%, seeing weakness in Captains, Coda, Milady, D-Gods, while there was some strength in Azuki as well as Doodles. Mid-cap index also starting to fall off. Mid-cap index has been outperforming a little bit, but starting to see some weakness there. Had a big fall in Sprato Gremlins, Valhalla, uh, while there was a little bit of strength in Nakamigos. Remember, Nakamigos said fall is coming, and I think we're starting to approach the fall. It's almost September, uh, so you're seeing, you know, I don't know, I mean, Nakamigos have been trending a little bit higher. Not big moves, but kind of trending in this 0.25, 0.3 ETH range and a little bit of a rise yesterday. Want to look at this board Ape Yacht chart? I mean, you can see just how much really since the other deed drop in May of last year, it's been largely on a downtrend. Had a bit of strength recently, or had a bit of strength at the end of last year around sewer passes. But since then, since the beginning of the year, it's really been a downward facing chart. One of the things that Machi Big Brother proposed to the ApeCoin DAO to counter this is that they set up a digital art movement collection safe multi-sig. And the basic idea is that they take 11 million ApeCoin which is about $16 million because ApeCoin's at $1.50 and use that money to buy a bunch of apes, a bunch of mutants. I think they mentioned punks as well and donate those apes uh, to museums, something they're trying to push there. I think what's interesting about this is, I mean, obviously using the using the money to buy apes would be good for apes. I think one of the interesting things here is what is the apes and what is the ApeCoin DAO meant to do? You know, how much is the ApeCoin DAO meant to be in service of apes? I think if you start using those tokens just to buy uh, a bunch of NFTs. It'll be interesting. I don't know if that would do well for the token, but at the same time, the token hasn't been doing well anyways. So who knows? Kind of an interesting proposal. We'll see how that plays out. The other thing you have to remember, Machi Big Brother owns uh, 136 apes. Uh, he owns that 95 mutants. So that's over $6 million. They did say in the proposal that none of the, mo none of the money would be used to buy his apes. But obviously, if you're buying all the apes around him, that would do quite well for him. I did look at Machi Big Brother's P&L basically since season two started or since the beginning of 2023. And you can see that it's kind of been down only when, it, when you look at the realized returns, uh, you know, lost almost 6,000 ETH. So clearly someone who you know has leaned a lot on the idea of farming, on the potential for an airdrop there. And you know, not too surprising, trying to find other ways to make the price of apes go higher. In terms of art projects, there's actually a fair bit of generative art volume yesterday. Five projects did more than 10 ETH of volume. Uh, you had a Fuzzy Squiggle sell for 13 ETH. You had a Gazer sell for 12.5 ETH. This Midnight Palette, a Subscape sold for 3.6 ETH. So pretty low price, I think, for that palette, which tends to trade at a premium. And then this Newsprint Meridian sold for 9 ETH. When I talked about this this morning, my whole feed was just saying what a great deal this was. I think this one uh, that was sold for 9 ETH was bought for 41 ETH by the seller. So clearly in the world of Meridians, you know, one of the better traits for that uh, really kind of starting to sell. Yeah, not at floor, about a 50% about premium to floor. Second thing to talk about, Rafik Anadol's wins of Yawanawa. And the reason I want to talk about this is because in the world today where everything's going down, 
this is a project that has been trading very, very well. Rafik Anadol, of course, is one of the most kind of well-known artists in the space, one of the well, most well-known motion artists in the space. Here is the OpenSea page for the project. You can see 650 have been minted. The floor is 3.85 ETH. It's done almost 500 ETH of volume. So seeing some real movement in this project, Rafik Anadol is one of the better known artists in the space. He has a permanent collection at the MoMA, uh, which really is just a ton of color moving on the screen. It feels like it's really coming at you. Uh, and it's just really uh, a quite jarring and dramatic piece uh, that that is on display there. And the piece that he's doing with Winds of Yawanawa actually has a pretty similar look and feel. I don't have the video here, but I took three different screenshots and you can see that motion of the of the art that feels like it is coming at you. In terms of the price, you can see, you know, the mint price was 1.3 ETH, I believe. You can see that the median price for sales has gotten up a lot higher, up something like 3x over the past couple of months. Just a little bit more about the project. There are a thousand pieces, but only 650 are minted. I believe that 350 go to partners. It was a 1.3 ETH mint price. And what they're going to use is the wind and weather data from the Yawanawa tribe, which is a tribe in Brazil in the Amazon. And the wind and weather data will be inputs to make each of these, each of the thousand pieces unique. Each NFT also comes with a physical print, which I think is awesome. Some of the proceeds are going to go to the tribe in the Amazon. And it really is one of the few generative video drops where each one is a one of one, uh, but it fits within this broader set of a thousand that clearly are part of a family with the same look and feel. Here is a photo from the Wikipedia page of the Yawanawa tribe, pretty small tribe in the Amazon that Rafiq has become close with. And a little bit more about Rafiq, he is a Turkish American artist. His projects consist of data-driven machine learning algorithms that create abstract dreamlike environments. He lives and works in Los Angeles in his high 30s. Uh, and really just someone who's really kind of left a print in the motion world, also in the, in the NFT world. And that's just a project I hadn't really focused on, so I wanted to talk about it on the show. Third thing to talk about, D-Gods adjust their points parlor. As we know, you know, ever since season three announced, D-Gods has really been kind of in a down-only mode. It's gone from about 9 ETH. Currently, the floor is around 3.6 ETH. So it's really kind of been trending lower. One of the things that people were excited about, and to be honest, D-Gods holders I know really love is Points Parlor. And it's a place every single day where you can go kind of press your luck, get dust, and get a chance at one of the bigger uh, prizes that are out there. Here is the announcement from them. Based on community feedback to Points Parlor, we've made several enhancements to elevate our holders gaming experience. And it was just launched. You know, one of the big changes is they're getting rid of the minor prizes. So it used to be you could win one dust, like 80% of people won one dust, one dust, I think is worth like a dollar, something like that. So they've gotten rid of that. And the lowest is 3.3, but a lot of people are actually going to get zero, uh, you know, higher chances, they're high, slightly higher chances at the triple question mark prize, which is kind of where the big things are, like the MacBook and the Tesla. They've also added a lot of prizes from DGods and Utes community members to different project, different products that Utes and, and DGods community members have created have been added to the points parlor. I think one of the things that the project has struggled with is the price of dust has gone down. So, you know, going into the season, uh, season three announcement, dust was around $2. Now it has gone below one. It really kind of has fallen with the ecosystem. The other thing, and one of the things, one of the reasons I think some of these announcements, some of these types of things can be difficult is because when you actually look at what's being auctioned versus the price of a D-God, whereas a, I'm sorry, not auctioned, but is being awarded in the prize versus the price of a D-God, a price of a D-God is still up around six and a half, seven thousand dollars $7,000. So pretty punchy prices. You know, a MacBook Pro, 
you know, cost, you know, even if you get it fully decked out, and that's one of the absolute top prizes, costs less than $5,000. So simply selling a VGOT to buy a MacBook Pro could get you like one of the absolute top prizes. But I think it becomes very hard to keep up with what are really punchy NFT prices when they historically in the past were collectibles and still are collectibles and status symbols. I think that transition into like, this is a ticket to earn a potential prize, I think is a little hard. What this yellow line here shows, what I looked at is how many DGODs have been dumped into bids ever. Uh, and you can see the red line is Azuki. You can see what happened, you know, when Elemental's drop happened. But with D-Gods, which has only been around since April, uh, it's already kind of caught up to doodles in terms of total D-Gods that have been dumped into bids. And about half of those have happened just in the past couple of weeks. So I think it is really hard from a price perspective to keep up with it. Why is NFTs being dumped into bids so difficult? Well, what I looked at here was the NFTs that were dumped into bids in the two days following the season three announcement. And what you can see is that only 14% of them uh, where are still being held by the person who bought them into after those dumps. Basically, every single person or eighty six percent of people who bought after dumps ended up selling again themselves. So when NFTs get dumped into bids, they continue to get dumped over and over, and it just becomes a lot of supply overhang that is hard for the project to digest. Hopefully, things will turn around for D Gods. You know, as, as everyone knows, I love Frank. I think uh, the project's one of the cooler in the game. I actually have a Ute myself, uh, but we will see how it progresses. And lastly, let's talk about a few notable sales, starting off with this VR Punk sold for 56 ETH. Uh, I think a pretty low price for a VR Punk, but again, prices are down and grails are down. If you look at the most recent VR sales, you've had a 70, 66, 80, and 70 ETH sale. So 56 really is quite cheap relative to where these have been selling. Nice deal for the buyer and congrats to the seller on the liquidity. I also wanted to point out these two sales, a spacesuit board ape and a pimp coat board ape for 25 and 23 weath. You know, these have really, these are really basically just selling at the floor right now, 10 to 15% premiums, but these have historically been two X traits. And one thing I said earlier is I thought that once you started seeing some of these traits, some of these more rare traits sell into bids, where the bids are trying to get points as opposed to owning the NFTs, they're going to want liquidity soon too. And then they're going to sell into bids. And I think with PIMCO, you had two or three that were sold into bids uh, on, the, on the trait bidding aspect. And once you start getting too many of them, then they're really just going to get pushed right back down to the floor because the only way to sell these to longer term holders is to be patient. And if you're not selling them to longer term holders, you're selling them to traders who are going to try to get out as soon as they can. And that's what we've seen. They've really gone straight down to basically where the floor is. In terms of one-on-ones, uh, this piece, Moonlight Beat by Elan Derish, one of my favorite guys, Elan Derek, selling for 5.5 ETH. I said yesterday there was less than one ETH of sales on Super Rare uh, on the entire platform. Elan said not so fast, came back with this sale at 6x, the amount that was total sold the day before. Beautiful sale. The buyer is Marie Froelich. Congrats to both of them on that sale. And then also this piece called Under the Sky by Jaren Yuzgul for 2 ETH, the buyer Singular Penrose. And I did some looking on ChatGPT and I learned that the C in Turkish is pronounced like a J. So it is Jaren Yuzgul, a very cool piece sold for 2 ETH. If you look at Jaren's other sales, you can see that she's had sales kind of in that two and a half to three and a half ETH range. So this is a little bit lower, but still very nice sale in this market. A little bit more about Jaren. She studied advertising at the University in Turkey, also has been trained in web programming and really likes the field. She learns the limitless advantages of digital art. Her art and creations are inspired by all the details of life, but it's her inspiration that is often weird and melancholic. So a lot of different messages that you get there, but very cool art from her. That is all for me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, give us a like below. Tell us what you think in the comments. Subscribe to the channel. And we'll be back tomorrow and just about every weekday with another show. Have a great day.